Good evening, everybody. This is James Ito with the James Ito Podcast. Uh, so, it's been a long day uh, with me going to work and uh, working with a whole bunch of artifacts, getting them cleaned and boxed up and created uh, for our posterity to enjoy and to appreciate. And, yeah, so got my hands dirty, got to go to work in jeans and a t-shirt when I usually dress up as business casual. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was kind of nice, it was kind of nice to, to dress down a little bit. Uh, so yeah, just, um, got to drive a big, big box truck, got to put down some new block chalk, um, chalk blocks that we got, um, at work. So yeah, I got to do that for a lot today and then coming home and then helping the wife get the kids fed and watching wild crats, learning about raccoons as part of a Halloween episode, which I really liked. And just playing with the kids and doing a whole ton of things, um, trying to get everybody ready for the cruise next week. So we're looking forward to that too. So, uh, yeah, so that's my life right now. Just getting ready to go on, on that trip. Um, we have our passports ready, kids birth certificates ready. And yeah, so just really looking forward to getting away and enjoying time and also making a little short film on the cruise, too, with my nieces and nephews. Uh, and my wife and, and, her, and her siblings and their, and their spouses aren't really into making movies, so I am. And I'm glad, and I'm glad that, that the kids are, so it's going to be a really fun experience. So I have three topics on, on the agenda tonight I wanted to discuss. Um, we got um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood getting a re-release, and I want to talk about an action figure that I'm really looking forward to getting, which is Goldar, from Power, from the first season of Power Rangers, and the Rise of Skywalker trailer. So, that, so those are three things I'm going to be going over with you guys today, or tonight, as I lay down on this couch with this phone on my chest, talking to you all. So yeah... Um, and, um, I don't think my wife is going to need me. She's getting the kids down for bed and they should be close to sleep by now, which I did put Oliver, our, our, the one-year-old to bed already. And you could hear him banging his sippy cup of water on, on the rails of his, um, of his crib. And I could probably just think of Attica, Attica, you know, just making noise in, in a jail cell. Anyway. Here we go. So, yesterday, I read on Variety that Sony is going to be re-releasing Quentin Tarantino's film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, in a thousand theaters with an extra ten minutes of footage. And let me tell you that I love this film, and it's uh, really high up there with my favorite films of the year of 2019 so far. Um, I have a few other films to see. Uh, which includes Dark Fate and Parasite. I kind of want to see Parasite and Jojo Rabbit and Ford versus Ferrari and The King. So, and, oh, and and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the and the rise and the Rise of Skywalker. So, got a few other films to see to top up to top my list. But um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is actually one of those films that is really good. I really enjoyed it. Love the filmmaking. And, uh, yeah, so right now, uh, yes, as of right now, it's one of my favorite films of the year. And so hearing the additional 10 minutes, a lot of people 
um, that I that I follow on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and whatnot aren't really looking forward to the extra ten minutes. Uh, feeling a little bit cheated that hey, we paid money to go see the film the first time in July, all the way back in July. That's almost wait, July, August, September, October. Oh, so nearly three months ago, this film came out in, in, into into theaters. So uh, coming up on four now since since November is right is right around the corner. So a lot of people are a little bit upset that, that they got cheated by it, and a lot of other films have done this so far this year so with Endgame, um, with Far From Home, with Midsommar, and now with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I myself, even though I love the movie, I'm not going to pay full price to go see this again um, in, in the theaters just for an extra 10 minutes. I'll just YouTube it after, after it gets on DVD or Blu-ray. So yeah, I'll 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 just be YouTube YouTubing it uh, because you know that stuff always gets online anyway. So I'm just gonna wait for that. Um, do I hate that they're doing it? No, I don't hate that they're doing it because I don't need to. I'm not gonna pay money again to sit through almost three hours. So the movie is at actually uh, two hours and forty one minutes. And this would, and the ten extra ten minutes would make it two hours and fifty one minutes, just nine minutes shy of three hours, and and this is actually going to turn into a a review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because a lot of people, you know, are a little, are a little bit taken back by uh, by the long shots and the uh, and kind of like the wasted screen time as Sharon Tate going to going to the movie theater walking down. Um, Hollywood Boulevard or whatever street that is and also with her going to a party with Roman Polanski and also following um, Brad Pitt's character um, driving and working on a rooftop and driving again and walking but I really appreciate that Quentin Tarantino doesn't rush things He, I really appreciate that all he just wants the audience to do is just relax and watch these people just be people. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the quietness and the subtlety with this film. Even though it takes, you know, Brad Pitt to drive 10 minutes down Hollywood Boulevard and seeing people, people watching. I, it's, it's, I am a kind of guy who just likes to sit around and watch the time pass by. And I really appreciated that Quentin Tarantino isn't bombarding us with 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 dialogue or with action or with whatever is happening on the screen, just showing people be people in the moment. But then the last twenty minutes are just amazing. Oh wow, I love I love that ending so much. And you see Rick Dalton played by Leonardo DiCaprio, who is my favorite character, who is my favorite movie character of the year so far because I just love that character so much. A big part of it is because he uh, you can tell that he you can tell that Leonardo DiCaprio. <clears throat> that Leonardo DiCaprio gave Rick Dalton a stutter. And I really appreciated that, that Rick Dalton was able to overcome his stutter and to be able to act and to be able to have a career in movies, even though he does have a stutter, which comes out actually a little bit, quite a bit in this film. And I really appreciate it because I grew up with a stutter and sometimes it creeps back in my voice when I'm not, um, if I'm nervous or trying to get my thoughts out, hence why I'm doing this podcast, in order to get my voice 
better enunciated, I guess is a good word. And yeah, I, I and again, going back to the subtlety and just the time that Quentin Tarantino takes, just let his characters be people by strolling, walking, eating, sitting, working on our rooftop, or just sitting around and waiting for something to start. I really appreciate the subtlety and how that nothing's rushed. Uh, something that Star Wars could learn a little bit about, uh, just having one scene of just people talking and sitting down. That's what I would, uh, that's what I would really love to have happen with no music going on. I really enjoy that. Just, just two people talking, nothing's threatening their lives, nothing is conflict, it's just them talking about daily stuff. And that's what I really love Quentin Tarantino about. Uh, well, that's why I love Quentin Tarantino so much, is because he has, has his characters talk to each other. And that's what happens in Once Upon a Time, time Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the and the and the payoff is so good that you're being patient throughout the whole entire movie and there's some and there's build up, there's some calmness and the whole movie is a calmness before the storm of the last 20 minutes. And boy and boy am I so pleased with that. So Going back to the runtime, 10 minutes. Am I excited about it? No. Do I hate him? Do I hate the producers or the film studio that they're doing it or Quentin Tarantino for doing this? No. So I'm just going to wait until it comes on YouTube and just watch them and, and just watch the extra scenes without having to watch the entire two hours and 45 minutes of the, of the movie or two hours and 51 minutes. But, you know, I love the movie so much, I might as well probably just get the Blu ray or rent it, or stream it, and just watch the whole thing, and just enjoy sitting down, watching other people sit down. So, okay, next thing, I forgot to mention this before, earlier this month, but again, I had relatives over, so I wasn't able to get away from much um, loudness, since Stephanie's parents, or Stephanie's family are loud, so there you go. Um, I wanted to do a review on Goldar um, from Hasbro, uh, the Lut and the Lightning Collection of the Power Rangers toy line. Uh, ever since Hasbro got production rights of Power Rangers, they have not disappointed. Uh, so far, I've gotten Lord Zed and the White Ranger, aka Oliver Twist. No, not Oliver Twist. Um, oh, you know what? I completely forgot his name. I completely, I completely forgot who the um. Hmm. You know, I can't remember what the White Ranger's name is. Same one, same one as the Green Ranger, but Oliver something, or something Oliver. I don't remember, but I guess it doesn't matter for this podcast. But anyway, so going back to Goldar. Goldar is one of the <clears throat> monster henchmen of Rita Repulsa in the first season of Power Rangers. Back in nineteen ninety four. I was in the first grade. So, I was in the first grade. I was able to watch... Um, what was it, 19... Yeah. No, okay, I was born in 1987. Six. Oh, 1993. I think it was probably 1993 is when I was in the first grade. And I was able to watch um, uh, Power Rangers for the first time. And got to see Goldar. Loved his gold armor. And his, and his black... Um, animal-like face with fangs. He had wings. He had a sword. Big. 
So I really, I really loved watching him and uh, wanting to fight people like him and just be him. And you know, I was really, really envious of anybody who had a toy kind of like his. But ah, oh, yeah, Goldar. Uh, he's he's a great villain and a great character. And and now um, GameStop is distributing Goldar, uh, the action um, part of the um, Lightning Collection. And I was at drill. I'm in the National Guard, so I was at drill one uh, one weekend. Um, and then I decided for um, after after we got released from drill to go to a uh, GameStop and just see what they had there and see if Goldar was there. And yes, they had two Goldars. So <clears throat> we just started a new um, budget month, um, and I'm really looking forward to getting Goldar as part of my collection because he's. Probably about six and a half, seven inches tall, and he's very well detailed, big, bulky, with the wings that spread out, and has a sword too. And he's incredibly well detailed, and um, I'm really, really looking forward to getting him. And he came on the market um, about two weeks ago, so he's available, and I'm going to be getting him. And I'm sure I'm going to be talking about him in my next podcast next week. So Thursday seems to be a pretty good time to do my podcasts because well because it's when everybody's home and everybody is going to sleep and um, I have I actually have a few minutes to sit down and just talk to everybody about my love for action figures particularly with Goldar. So there you go. Next week I'll be I'll be at drill again. So I'm going to be um, um, taking the opportunity to get Goldar in the store. So there you go. Okay, so here is the nuts and bolts of this podcast tonight, this episode, and that's going to be the Rise of Skywalker trailer, which dropped on Monday. So Monday Night Football trailer dropped, tickets went on sale, and I got my tickets uh, for um, for that Saturday, the twenty first of December, and I'm got it, and I also I got four tickets, one for me. One for my six-year-old son, who will be seven by the time the movie comes out. And also got one for my friend friend Nate and his son. <clears throat> and he's his son is eight. It's really fun time to see the movie and eat and eat dinner. So I got I so I got so I got the tickets for him and his son for 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 a Christmas present. So really excited about that. But on to the trailer. I I liked the trailer. I thought the trailer was a little bit Underwhelming. Uh, didn't really get me excited about the movie as I as I already am. They showed they showed some some neat shots of Tie Fighters flying in front of a giant humongous iceberg, which was a beautiful crisp shot. I really enjoyed that. You got to see a little bit glimpse of the Emperor, like a shoulder or outline of him in a throne, like a hovering throne or something like that. You got to see Ray jumping across cliffs. And uh, what looked like that she had a uh, blind shield on her head, and so she took it off and chasing after a uh, a, a a lightsaber blaster ball droid, the same one I think the same one that that Luke was training with, with Obi Wan in the in in the first Star Wars. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to them going back to that, um, and then you also got to see C three PO telling Poe. Ray, Finn, Chewbacca, that goodbye. Um, that I'm saying goodbye to my friends. 
and then you also seen Kylo Ren and Rey fighting on the wreckage of the Death Star, um, and um, then you also uh, see Rey and Leia embracing and hugging, and seeing a whole bunch of fighting of stormtroopers and horses on top of a Star Destroyer coming out of the ice. So that's going to be interesting to know. Who's piloting and and on board of those Star Destroyers coming out of the ice? Is it is it the First Order inside Star Destroyers? Imperial Star Destroyers? The Karelian type? Or is it going to be ghosts or zombies of or ice zombies of the of the Empire or Imperials who have been in hiding and who aren't part of First Order? Or, like, I have no idea. Who is piloting and being inside those starter stores? That's my question, because I have no idea of what's going to be going on there. Like, what does the Emperor have up his sleeve? What is his ultimate plan? And I really hope it's not a another Death Star destroying the machine, because, of course, there's a Death Star in this movie. It's just not... It's just not operational. So, I got a text. Uh, from a friend who was asking if it was okay for her to put a watercolor inside a bathroom. And I said yes, because if it's watercolor paper, then that should be fine. It, it absorbs water, unlike unlike canvas and, and regular paper. Anyway, it's not my house, so we'll, we'll do. Okay. Uh, so the Rise of Skywalker trailer, uh, other things I found in there was a big humongous cluster fudge of a uh, screenshot of ships, rebel ships with the Millennium Falcon leading them. It's going to be kind of like, um, that That shot reminds me a little bit like when everybody comes back through the portals that Doctor Strange makes at the end of Endgame, and they're all fighting Thanos. Um, so it's going to be kind of be reminding me of that because in that shot, one single shot, there's a whole ton of ships in there. You see the ghost in there. You see the Colossus in there. Uh, the Colossus, I think is from, um, Star Wars resistance, the, the new animated TV show. And then the Colossus is from rebels. You'll see the Millennium Falcon. You see, uh, Corv- Corvettes, uh, or hammerhead Corvettes, which you saw them in rogue in rogue one. X-Wings, Y-Wings coming back, A-Wings, B-Wings, C-Wings, D-Wings, E-Wings, F-Wings. No, just kidding. Well, those aren't real. Uh, just thought you guys might want to try to catch that. Uh, <clears throat> oh, and then also showing a, a shot of Rey and Kylo Ren. Looks like they'll be fighting, and then they break the uh, the altarpiece of the uh, Darth Vader helmet shrine. So I'm, I'm actually quite, quite curious of where they are in that shot because it was very white and clean and there were some towers in the background that looked like the outside, which I guess it could be Bespin. Okay, I'm, I'm, taking, a, I'm, I'm taking a stab at this. I believe Bespin or, or Cloud City, Cloud City could go actually go to any planet, really. But I think Cloud City is in this movie. I'm going to take a stab at it, and I'm going to say, and I'm betting money that, I'll bet $10, that that Cloud City is in this is in this movie, and that's how they're going to get Lando Carizzi back into the fight. It's just going to Cloud City to get him. That, that's my 
that, that that's my take. Um, all right, let's see what else is part of that trailer. I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot in that trailer. Oh, they show, um, uh, they show a a hangar scene where the where, where the where the resistance and rebels are, and you see Lando Carizian yellow right in the middle of them. So that's probably just going to be a little bit of a brief to tell them what exactly they're going to be doing. So I'm just really, and so. Oh, and then they show a throne room, which looks like it could be a Sith temple, or it could be on Moraban. I don't know. Maybe it could be. Um, and I'm just really excited to know um, what the plot of this movie is because they really don't because they really don't reveal the plot at all in this movie. And when you think about it, they probably didn't reveal. I don't think they. I don't think they even revealed the plot at all in in the other two films either in, in their trailers. So I'm not really, really sure why people are upset because they haven't done it in the last two movies. Um, but you know, I really wish that they really could have shown us, uh, like another shot of like an awe, like, <gasps> because, because in the first trailer that they showed, um, or second one, I don't remember is when, is when they showed Ray, uh, like a dark vision Ray, uh, with the double lightsaber. So that was pretty cool to see that. Um, there's gonna be a lot of people who want, who want that toy, and also a lot of people who are gonna be dressing up like that dark gray in Halloween. Uh, so yeah, those are my thoughts about that trailer. Is that did it get me more excited? No. Did it push me more to get my tickets? No, I would have got. I would have bought the tickets anyway if I hadn't seen the trailer or this particular trailer. So it's gonna be um, quite. Uh, quite a wait to know exactly what's happening in this movie, so I can't wait for the twentieth and twenty first because my work is taking me to see the Rise of Skywalker on Friday, and then I'll see it again on Saturday with dinner with friends. So I'm really excited about that. Okay, so I'm gonna end my podcast. It's getting close to time for me to get some stuff done before I go to bed. So I just want to say good night. And enjoy the rest of your week. Farewell.